Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. God bless. Yes, bless you too. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Just waiting for Dorothy. All right. Yeah. I hope your week was good. Yes, very good. Very nice. Yeah, mine is Smooth good. running. Yes. <laughs> you know, I tried that... Uh, that link and um, for the uh, donations and um, it went it went through PayPal but it, okay. it just stayed there it didn't it didn't go anywhere nobody okay we'll have my son to uh, look into that before we uh, close well okay yeah yeah. Close. yeah but thank you just the same <laughs> uh -huh. okay. God bless yes. yeah I don't know where she is. <laughs> so we had our first shot, our first vaccination. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm still waiting. Um, I need to get some information from you concerning that, uh, maybe at the end of our study before we okay. close. Amen. Welcome, yeah. Dorothy. Morning. How are you? Welcome you all. We're so happy to be together again mm -hmm. in our weekly Bible study. And we thank God for what he has prepared for us today. As we continue to face life challenges with victory. Um, I guess we can begin now with prayer. If you would just um, join with me in prayer as you bow your heads and your hearts. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for this wonderful day that you've made. We thank you that we can rejoice and be glad in it. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. It is because of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. His compassion they felleth not. Great is thy faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that all that we need, your hand has already provided. So teach us to believe and receive the good things that you have in store for us. For we thank you and we bless you today for our study we ask, O oh God, that as your word goes out, that it will fall upon fertile soil, that your word will not return unto your void, but will accomplish all that you purpose it to accomplish. Continue to have your perfect will in our lives and our families. Continue to bless us to be a blessing to others. And Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise this morning. And again, we thank you for this time of fellowship together with the Holy Spirit, Lord, and your word, and with our friends today, in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. God amen. Bless. Any questions about anything that we've been studying our last several weeks or any new questions before we begin our lesson for this morning? Any questions? Well, the only question, it's not a question, it's actually 
something that I was looking for in my notes, in my past, my previous notes um, about kinds of faith. Mm. And I know I have it. I just couldn't find it. I couldn't put my hand on it. But I'll, I'll, I'll find those notes. Amen. Those are notes that go way back, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. When mm. we talked about the different kinds of faith. And yes. so the Bible talks about strong faith, weak faith, unfeigned faith, little faith, mm. increasing faith. And uh, thank God that he has given all of us as believers the measure of faith. According right. to Romans chapter 12, verse 3. So we have faith. And uh, so we just want to make sure that we're using it correctly and that our faith is genuine and real and not unfeigned, but authentic and real so that we can get results in our prayer life and in our relationship with God and with others. So uh, we've been talking about the power of right believing. And so if we can believe right, evidently some can believe wrong. And so how do we know when we're believing right? Well, the Bible teaches us how to believe right and gives us many examples throughout the scriptures where we can know that we really know for sure that we are believing correctly and we're praying correctly so that when we do pray, we get ready answers for our prayers. And uh, so we talked about, number one, deciding what you want from God. And we talked about the importance of making a decision to choose what we want. And once we do that, we commit our actions, our works, our prayers to the Lord. And the Bible says that our thoughts and our plans will be established and they will succeed. So God is waiting for us, even though we think that we're waiting for God God is resting. He has done everything before the foundations of the world, eternity past. He has done everything. He's completed the work. And so everything is in place and he's waiting for us to believe and receive that which he has already provided. Amen. Wow. And then we talked about our desires. The Bible talks about whatever we desire when we pray, believe that we receive them and we shall have them according to Mark eleven twenty four. So we want to make sure that our desires, what we're wanting from God, is in line with his will for our lives. Because his will is the best. It's best for us. It's the best way. And it's good for us. His will is good, perfect, and acceptable, the Bible says. And so we want to make sure that our desires align with God's desires when we pray so that we'll receive the promises that God has in store for us. And then we talked about believing when we pray, when we make our request to God. And the Bible teaches us in 1 John 5, 14, it says, for this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us, and because we know he hears us, we have the petitions, the requests, the things that we desire of him. And so God gives us the faith and the confidence when we pray to believe God for what he has promised us. And so um, 
we're going to talk about right and wrong believing this morning and we're going to give some biblical examples of individuals in the Bible who were believing right and some who was believing wrong and so hopefully this will help us in our walk faith with the Lord so uh, the first scripture that I would like for us to look at this morning would be in the, the book of St. Luke the Lord's Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1 St. Luke chapter 1 and uh, we're going to begin with the fifth verse the Lord's okay. Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1 verse 5 and uh, when you're there just say amen God bless Amen. So the first example that we want to look at is the life of Zechariah, who was a priest, and his wife's name was Elizabeth. So we pick up in the, in the fifth verse, and it says, And there was in the days of King Herod of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias, of the course of Abiah and his wife, was the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God and walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. So in the Old Testament times, believers were considered righteous by being obedient to the laws and the ordinances that God had commanded his people. And this couple was righteous and blameless in the sight of God. So they were justified by their faith and by the keeping of the commandments of God. But they had a problem, which lets us know that even though we are believers, our lives are not perfect. So even though we can be righteous and we can be blameless, we still have needs and we still have problems. And they had a problem that they could not solve. And we see exactly what it was in verse 7. Conceiving. They had no children, no child, because Elizabeth was barren. Now, when the Bible talks about a woman being barren in the Old Testament, it was like being under the curse, because having children and having strong families uh, in the Jewish faith and culture was a very important thing. So women, it was important for them to be able to uh, give their husband children and to be healthy. And so Elizabeth was a righteous woman, but she was barren. And we thank God for her husband, Zachariah. He didn't push her to the side and say, well, because you can't give me a child, I'll just go out and find somebody else. Thank God he was a righteous man. And he was a praying man, and his wife was a praying woman. And they were barren. They could not have children. She was well stricken in age. Now we're going from bad to worse. Not only was she barren, but now she was past the birth age of having a child. Her barren, her, 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 her years of having a child. She was beyond that. And it came to pass while... He, Zacharias, executed the office of the priest who had before God in the order of his course. According to the custom of the priest's office, 
His lot was to burn incense when he went in into the temple of the Lord. Verse 10. And the whole multitude of people were praying outside at the time of the incense. And there appeared unto him, Zechariah, an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Incense. And when Zechariah saw the angel, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So let's give a little backdrop here about what we see here. We got a couple, Zachariah and Elizabeth, who are childless, and they are praying for a child. And Zachariah is doing his work in ministry. He's a community leader. He's a religious leader. He's a priest. He's praying in the temple. His wife is praying. And all of a sudden, an angel appears and says to Zachariah, for your prayer is heard. Now that should be a very exciting time for him. Oh, God heard me when I prayed. Mm -hmm. But let's look at his response when the angel gave him this message in verse 14. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine or strong drink, speaking of their child, John the Baptist, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go forth before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, Elias, or Elijah, to burn, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now this is his response. And we're talking about right believing versus wrong believing. So let's see if Zechariah is believing right or believing wrong. He received the word from the Lord after his prayer. The promise was an answer to prayer, and that promise was a child. Let's see how Zechariah responds question. to the prayer. Verse 18. Ron, did you have a question? No, I see where he questioned it. He questioned, you know, how can you be sure of this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Verse 18, Zechariah said unto the angel, yeah. Hereby I shall know, in other words, how can I be sure that mm -hmm. I am speaking to an angel, that my prayers were heard, that I have an answer to my prayer, how can I know for sure? That is not right believing, that is wrong believing. And we'll yeah. see why. And in verse uh, uh, verse 18, we see what he's believing. He says, for I am old, like that means anything to God, and my wife is well stricken, or up in age, or in other words, mm -hmm. her flower has passed, she is beyond childbearing age, 
So he is looking at his circumstances. And he mm -hmm. is looking at his situation instead of putting his faith in God with whom all things are possible with God mm -hmm. to them that believe. So we can see here that Zechariah is a leader in the Old Testament church. He is a community leader. He is a priest. He has titles. He knows the word of God. He knows the law. Uh, being a priest and the rigorous studying that they have to do, he knew about the story of Abraham and Sarah in the Old Testament and the miracle that God provided for Father Abraham when he and Sarah was barren. He knew about the story of Hannah, which we'll look at later, in the Old Testament, who was also barren, and God blessed her with Samuel's son. So Zechariah did not lack knowledge. Mm. And this is where it relates to us as believers, because we have believers, leaders in the church, deacons, deaconesses. We have people in the church who are supposed to know the word of God, know the promises of God, and praying, but yet don't believe that their prayers are being heard. They don't believe that their prayer is being answered. And they are not walking in the God kind of faith which we call right believing. Any questions? Mm -mm. Mm. If there's anybody who should have believing should have been believing God, it was Zechariah the priest who went before God, representing the people, making offerings and sacrifices for the sins of the people. He should have known better. And so what God is speaking to us today is that we can have titles, we can have a prayer life, but that doesn't mean that our faith is right. Um, I have a question. Please. Um, not that I'm doubting what you're saying, but where it says, um, how can I be sure of this? He's asking God a question. And he says, he's saying, I am old and my wife is well alone in years. He has all all the knowledge. He studied well, and he knows God's uh, what God has done prior. Mm -hmm. um, could would it be fair, or could we say that maybe it's not a matter of his unbelief, but he's just questioning God? He's well, questioning. I'm glad you mentioned the word he's questioning fear. the angel. Okay, I'm glad that you mentioned the word fear, because fear ties into this lesson when the angel mm -hmm. came he said be not afraid right so fear is very important because fear is the enemy of faith and mm -hmm. whenever we're operating in the realm of fear god has not given us a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind second mm -hmm. second timothy 1 7 so fear doesn't come from god right fear is a spirit and so um I didn't want to deal with fear right now, but you mentioned it. But so then, I'll just give you a bit of that. Fear is the opposite of faith. It's the enemy of faith. Mm -hmm. So now as believers, we have to choose whether we're going to operate in the realm of fear, which is Satan's mm -hmm. realm. Mm -hmm. It is his system, fear, which the other side of fear, like fear is a coin with two sides. One side is fear, and the other side is worry. 
Mm. So whenever we're afraid, mm. the spirit of worry and anxiety and fretting and all of that is attached to fear mm -hmm. because fear is the root mm. of the problems of worry and stress and anxiety. Fear is the root. So and if we don't we deal also... with the root of the problem, we're going to operate in fear, doubt, and unbelief, and worry, right. and stress, and anxiety, and care. And now we're operating in Satan's system on his realm, and we don't want to be there. Question. Right. So therefore, we could say that because of the fear, it cast doubt in Zacharias's mind for him to question. Exactly. And it and paralyzed him from receiving God's right. perfect plan for his life, the promise, the blessing, it prevented him, it paralyzed him. And so, is it wrong for us to fear as human beings? Is it a sin for us to fear as human beings? Let's think about that. No, because of the whatever situation that comes upon you, um, yeah, it can make you fearful. It's not wrong in the human sense, but in the spiritual sense, we have to be able to recognize what mm, it recognize. is and how we react to it. To discern. Know, to discern what is... That's right. You know, yeah. Because as we study the Bible, we understand that all fear is not fear. There are right. different kinds of fears. There mm -hmm. is the fear, which we call, according to the Bible, the spirit of fear. God has not given that to us. But right. also we know that fear is a powerful emotion. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful emotion. And mm -hmm. so David in Psalm chapter 56, around the third verse, David says, whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in the Lord. Right. Whenever right. I'm afraid, I will trust in the Lord. So we may start in the emotion of fear, but we don't stay there as believers. Mm -hmm. I will trust in the Lord. And so throughout the scriptures, God is constantly telling his people, be not afraid, be not dismayed, be not afraid. I am with you, be not afraid. Because fear paralyzes our faith, it's an enemy to our faith, and it prevents us from becoming all that God wants us to become and doing all that God wants us to do. So it's not a sin to be, to be afraid, it's a sin to stay there and become stuck and to become mm -hmm. paralyzed and miss mm -hmm. God's perfect will and plan for our lives and for our life. Question. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So we don't want to operate in the, the, the realm of fear. And so I want you just to write this down if you would. It's an acrostic of the word fear. Would you write this down please? Okay. F equals F equals false, E equals expectation, A equals appearing, and R equals real. Okay. Here is false expectation appearing to be real. Hmm. False expectations. Things that appear to be real, but they're not real. Someone else has said that 80% of all of our worries 
The things that we worry about never come to pass. 80% of them. Fear and worry is like sitting in a rocking chair and going nowhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that, that's, that's a powerful statement. Yeah. So we don't want to operate in the realm of fear because that will nullify our faith. We want to operate in the realm of faith. And that's, what, that's God's realm. He is the author of faith, and he wants us to operate in his faith. And so getting back to Zechariah, as a priest and a student of the Bible, he should have known better. We're not criticizing him. We're just observing his response and his, his response to the promise and to the prayers that he and his wife were praying for maybe for years. And then when the answer came... He wasn't able to receive it. He vacillated. He wasn't like Father, Father Abraham who didn't stagger or waver or vacillate at the promises of God. But he was strong in faith. Not considering his own body. Talking about Father Abraham. And his wife Sarah's womb that was dead. He didn't consider his circumstances. But he was strong in faith. Believing God because what God promised he is able and faithful to perform. So Zechariah wasn't operating in Abraham's faith. He was mm -hmm. operating in fear, doubt, and unbelief. And so let's see what the angel does or says to him because of his unbelief. Let's look at verse 19. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel. Gabriel <laughs> is an archangel. He is the highest ranking category of angels. He is God's messenger. And, and, Abra and Gabriel said, I stand in the presence of God. And I am sent unto you to speak unto you to show you these glad tidings, this good news of joy. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not. Wrong kind of believing. Because thou believest not my words. Which shall be fulfilled in their season. So Zachariah's problem was not that he was old. Not that his wife was barren and couldn't have a child. His problem was his believing was all wrong. Mm -hmm. So how do we know that our believing is all wrong? All we have to do is listen to our words, listen to our speech, because out of the mouth speaks the abundance of what's in our hearts. Mm -hmm. We have to evaluate and listen to what we say, oh, I will never have this, and I will never have that. And I'm afraid of this, and I'm afraid of that. And all of that is coming out of our hearts, through our mouths. And we're speaking all those words of doubt and fear and unbelief. And so what God had to do for Zechariah is silence him. And to close his mouth. Yeah. Because his mouth was getting him in trouble. 
His mouth was nullifying what God wanted to do in his life. And we see that among many, many believers. They are in the prayer meetings. They are praying for healing. They're praying for their finances. They're praying for all these things. And after the prayer meeting is over, they walk out and they're standing in the church parking lot talking doubt, fear, and unbelief. Yeah. Well, didn't we just pray and ask God and we're believing God for a miracle and then we get out here and talk ourselves out of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're talking to the wrong believers because they're not walking in faith. They're walking in doubt and unbelief. And so they say to us, well, you know, sister so-and-so, she believed in God and she died. Mm. Well, what does sister Sarah, uh, uh, her situation has to do with us? God is not a respected person. Just because it didn't work for them doesn't mean it won't work for us. That's right. So we have to evaluate what is coming out of our mouths? I want to give a New Testament example of this, and then we'll come back to Zechariah. Uh, I want us to go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. See if I can locate this scripture. Okay, uh, the book of Acts, chapter 12. And we're talking about believers who are confessing to be God's children. They are confessing to be Christians. Uh, many of them have titles in the church. Some of them just sitting in the pews. Uh, but if you ask them, do you believe? Oh, yes, we believe in God. We believe in prayer. We practice that. But are they really operating in true believing? When we say true believing, we're talking about Bible faith. We're talking right. about faith in our hearts, believing from our hearts, not Mental ascent, not believing from our minds and from our heads, but from our hearts. We're talking about heartfelt faith and believing. All right, I'm in chapter 12 of the book of Acts. If you're there, just say amen. Amen. All righty, I'll give you a little backdrop of our text before I begin reading. Um, Peter is in prison for doing the works of God. Mm -hmm. uh, King Herod had him put in prison. And uh, now he's locked up in chains. He's in prison. Chapter 12 of Acts. And we'll pick up at verse 11. Um, Brother Ron, would you begin reading for us? Okay. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's uh, clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Okay, verse 11, you just read that. Now, while Peter was locked up in jail, in verse 5 of the same chapter, the Bible says, Peter, therefore, being kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for Peter. So Peter's locked up in jail, and the church is praying unceasingly, for Peter to be freed, to come out of prison. They're praying for Peter. No doubt Peter prayed. Because when they lock you up in jail in, in the Bible days, <laughs> you're getting ready to be assassinated. You know, you can lose your head. You know, this is serious stuff. And so now the angel is dispatched to Peter as a result of the prayers of God's people 
in verse 5. Mm-hmm. And he came, the angel, to deliver Peter. Verse 12, Brother Ron. Okay, when this had uh, drawn him on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Okay, they're still praying. They're crying out to God, Oh God, release Peter. He's our apostle. He's our leader. We don't want him to get slain. We don't want him to get killed. They're praying for Peter and still praying for Peter. And now Peter's out of jail and he's knocking on the door. In verse 13, and as he's knocking on the door, a damsel, a young lady by the name of Rhoda, comes to the door, and she knew Peter's voice in verse 14. And she opened up the gate for gladness. She was happy to see Peter, but she ran in and told how Peter stood at the gate. Now watch the response of these believers who were praying for Peter's release. And see if they're praying and right believing in their prayers. And they said unto her, unto Rhoda, Thou art mad. (laughs) You are out of your mind. In other words, you would say, You are crazy. But she constantly insisted, affirming that it was Peter at the gate. Then said they, No, it's not Peter. It must be an angel. Now they're praying for Peter's release. But evidently what they're praying for, they really don't believe it. And a lot of times people pray, but they don't believe a thing they pray about. Mm -hmm. They're just praying, hallelujah, praying to God. But they're Mm -hmm. not praying in faith and believing. And so we see that. Look, Look at verse 16. But Peter continued knocking. But when they had opened the door and saw Peter standing there, they were astonished. They were amazed, completely astonished, amazed that their prayers had been answered. Mm. Yeah. So we shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't be astonished. We shouldn't be amazed. When God answers our prayer, because he promises us he answers prayer, and he hears us when he prays. So why should we be amazed? We should expect mm-hmm. God to hear us and answer us when we pray. If we're believing rightly, if we're believing in faith, expecting, mm-hmm. believing to receive. And so here we see another classic example of believers praying to God, but yet not believing in their own prayers. You think that's happening to believers today, beloved? You think that's happening in Christian circles and religious circles and churches today? You think Mm -hmm. that same thing is happening, that people are going to prayer meeting and Mm -hmm. standing in line for prayer, but really don't believe? Yep. That really don't receive, that really don't really accept Mm -hmm. that God will answer their prayer. And I think a lot of it has to do, um, beloved, is that sometimes we don't really believe 
that we deserve mm. the blessing and the answer to our prayers. Maybe not us, but maybe there are others or other believers that really don't believe mm -hmm. that they really deserve this blessing mm -hmm. from God, this answer to prayer. And so the question is, why do they believe that they don't deserve God to hear and answer their prayer? Why do they, why do they believe that, that they don't deserve? Maybe they, they're just so caught up on everything that's going on around mm. them, their circumstances, mm. and forgetting God's promises. and, and um, Oh, they know God's their, promises. Their, their faith, their faith is not oh, their, their faith. faith. Yeah. Something they're, is they, wrong they, with their faith? They're lacking something with that faith. They don't something have that God kind faith. of faith. They don't yeah. have the God kind of faith. Very good. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And another reason why believers feel or think or believe that they don't deserve is because a lot of times in our mind we hear we hear that self-fulfilling prophecy. Things are never changed for you. Uh, mm -hmm. Things are never get better for you because of what you did in the past. Mm -hmm. That for some reason God is holding your sin or sins against you. And because of that, you are unworthy. You are not mm -hmm. good enough. You have not been a good practicing Christian mm -hmm. for God to do this for you, to give you this blessing. And when we begin to think like that, now we're in Satan's realm. Right. Mm -hmm. who is the accuser of the brethren. It says that over in Revelation 12, he, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And he accuses the saints of God before God day and night. And so he interjects in our mind, well, you know, you don't deserve that. The, the, the way you were acting yesterday, when you lost <laughs> your temper, and you called yeah. yourself a Christian, and you cursed your husband out, you don't deserve this blessing. The way you've been acting the last couple of days, who do you think you are to believe God to give you this when you don't deserve it? And so all of that narrative, all of that thought, all of that garbage is in our minds and it, and it affects our faith. True. Well. So the question is, do we really deserve the blessings we get from God? Let's be honest with ourselves. Did we deserve salvation? The mm. way we were acting before we became, did we deserve salvation? Was there anything we did as sinners to merit or to earn or to deserve salvation? Absolutely not. No, not as sinners. I was gonna say not as sinners. <laughs> we weren't seeking no. God. You know, when we right. were young teenagers, we were looking for a house party or we were looking mm -hmm. for something to drink or something to smoke or somebody to be with. We were not seeking God. And he mm -hmm. saved right. us in spite of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we as Christians have to be careful when it comes to deserving faith because we have some Christians who I would call perfectionists and legalists who say everything I got, I had to work for it. And I deserve everything I got from God. 
and Ooh. we hear them on television. I got this because I have this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I prayed, and I fasted, and why are you jealous at me? Because if you did what I did and got what I got, then you wouldn't be envying me. Well, wait a minute. Let's slow down a little bit. Mm. Let's be mm. honest with ourselves. All of our righteousness is as filthy rags before God. Not any of us who are saved or unsaved deserve any of the blessings that have come from the hand of God. If God gave us what we deserve, all of us would bust hell wide open. David in Psalm 103 says, God has not rewarded us according to our sins. Thank God! So if we were on a merit relationship with God based on performance, all of us would fail the test. And we could never measure up in our own strength. So that's why we say we thank God for his grace and his mercy that's brought us through. Because if it had not been for the goodness of God that led us to repentance and the grace and mercy of God, none of us would be beneficiaries of the blessings we have today. Can I get an amen, church? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if we went to school and got a degree and went to college, who gave us the, the smarts? Who gave us the perseverance? Who opened up our understanding? See, all the God. glory goes back to God. So yeah. believing and receiving the things of God, the promises of God, are not predicated or based on our deserving. Thank yeah. God for that. Because none of us, we, we don't deserve anything from God, mm -hmm. but because of his grace and his mercy, he looked right. beyond our faults and he saw our needs. Mm -hmm. And for that, we give God all the glory. So whatever we have, the Bible says, we received it from God. Every good and perfect gift have come down from the Father of lives to whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. So everything we have received is a gift of God without mm -hmm. merit. Mm -hmm. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I believe I receive. Say that, I believe I receive. I believe I receive. I believe I receive. Yeah. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Say that. Because, because of, of the, the blood, blood of Jesus, Jesus Christ. I yeah. am a child of God, blood brought and purchased. I'm a child child of God. And as a child blood of God, blood I have a right I have a right to my divine inheritance. I have a right to the promises of God. As a child of God in Christ, I am worthy to receive. I am a member of God's family. I am accepted in the blood. And in Christ, all of my sins are forgiven. And that God is not a respecter of person. You have a son and you have a daughter. You don't treat one better than the other, do you? No. No. Now, Ron, I heard you say you spoiled your daughter, but you didn't spoil your son. So, Dad, well, we do treat the girls a little different than the guys. The boys. Still do. <laughs> and, Mom, you know, we love our boys and we raise our girls. Sure do. <laughs> but, you know, God is not like us. We're human. <laughs> yeah. God is not like us. So, Isaiah says, can a mother forget her child that she gave birth to? God said, I'm not like a mother. A mother may forget her child, but God never forgets about us. He loves us. Thank God for that. <laughs> He's not like a human parent. He doesn't mm -hmm. show favoritism. 
when it comes to his children. What he's done for others, he'll do for us. If we believe. Right. And we receive. And according to his will for us. For us. According to his will for us. So I'm always praying uh, that I don't become one of those believing, unbelieving believers or Christians mm. who are praying but don't believe what they're praying for mm-hmm. and going through all the motions and mm-hmm. saying all the right words and the prayer sounds impressive but really don't believe what I'm praying about or what I'm praying mm-hmm. for. I don't want to be a believer like that. Right. I want to believe then, that when I pray, God hears and answers. And I expect. Right. Yes, go ahead, dear. And and when you're praying for the desires of your heart, <clears throat> um, I apply the same principle according to God's will. Mm. Um, you know my needs, Lord. You've met them, and I'm so grateful and thankful. And the, here's what I, some of my desires. And if you've, according to your will, um, this is my desire, and I thank you for it. Amen. Um, and and I, you know, um, yeah, that's basically yeah, along. I, I thank him. I'm grateful yes. to be able to present to you my desire. Amen. And, and I would say, according to your will, let it be done in my life. And I thank you in advance. And I just, that's beautiful. That's, yes. You know. And, and we must never forget to thank God. Mm-hmm. for what we're believing mm-hmm. and asking for. Because mm-hmm. thank you says, I believe it's done. Mm-hmm. God said it, I believe it, that settles it, it's done. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus said, whatever you desire when you pray, Mark eleven twenty four. whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Mm-hmm. And then Paul, he taught us in Philippians 4, around the 6th verse, be anxious for nothing, but in everything... With prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made made known unto God. And the peace of God that Mm -hmm. passes all understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when we give our problems to God and we put it in his hand, he puts his peace in our hearts after we pray. And that peace passes all human under, I don't understand it. How I can have problems, commit the problem to God in prayer, thanking for the answer, and get up happy, get up cheerful, get up joy, no worry, no stress. Because that's the peace that comes Mm -hmm. from God, only comes from God. Amen. Well, let's look at right believing. Before we close today, uh, we got a few more minutes in our study. And uh, we want to look at uh, the book of St. Luke again, the Lord's Gospel, according to St. Luke. And uh, we want to pick up around the 26th verse. And uh, we see another example right in the same chapter. Mm -hmm. We see right believing and wrong believing. And um, so we're pretty much familiar with the story uh, when the angel of the Lord came to Mary uh, in verse... 28, she was a virgin, she was a young girl. Um, The Bible doesn't tell us exactly how old she was at this time. But we know she was a young virgin. She could have been 15, 16, 17, 18. Who knows, but we know she was a young woman. 
Uh, she didn't have any titles in the church. She wasn't a priest. She wasn't a prophet. She wasn't a pastor. She wasn't an elder. She didn't have any position in the nation of Israel. She was just a simple young lady who mm. was operating in the God kind of faith. So it doesn't matter what your titles are. Whether you're a pastor or a deacon, it doesn't matter what your titles are. When you come to God, he's not looking at titles. He's not looking at male and female and titles. God is not even into that. What God honors is faith. That's what God is looking for, a heart that believes and not doubts. That's what God is looking for. And that's a true worshiper. So in verse uh, chapter 1 of the book of St. Luke, in verse 28, the angel came and says, Hell, Mary, thou art highly favored. Mm. The Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. This same word, highly favored and blessed, is the same word in Ephesians 1, 3, where it says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. This word, blessed and highly favored, is for all believers in Christ, not just for the uh, Virgin Mary. It's for all of us as believers. We're all blessed and highly favored in the Lord. In verse 30, the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And so she receives the prophecy that she's going to give birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. And... Um, we pick up in verse 34. And then said Mary unto the angel. Now watch this response. That's different from Zechariah. Watch what she says. Once she receives the promise of a child. Just like Zechariah was given a promise of a child. Mary is given the promise of a child. Now watch how she responds. To the angel's. Message. She says, how shall this be seen? I know not a man. This is not a statement of unbelief. This is not, I'm too young, I'm too old, I don't have a husband. It's none of that. She's asking a good question because she's a virgin. Mm -hmm. And how can a virgin have a baby without a man? So she's asking a legitimate question. So God doesn't have any problems with us as his children asking questions, mm. legitimate questions, which requires a legitimate answer. So the angel didn't rebuke her and silence her. He answers her question. And the mm. angel answered and said unto Mary, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, which is a miracle, and an answer to their prayers, even though Zachariah didn't believe it. <laughs> She's in her sixth month. Yeah. Who was called barren? Who was called barren? 
who was called Baron. So everybody yeah. around her called her Baron. That was her name, who was called Baron. She had that label. Mm -hmm. All of her life since she was a young virgin, she had that label, Baron. She had to live with that. People around her, oh, she's Baron, she's Baron. But thank God that God can correct the past. That the past doesn't have to be our future or our presence. Because miracles still happen. Thank God for that. Amen. So now she's no longer barren. And I love this verse 37. For with God, some things shall be possible. Now? Yeah. All things are possible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Yep. So the question is, are we believing? And how big is the God we're serving? Mm -hmm. Is he the same God yesterday, today, and forever? Is he the same God that gave these barren people babies? Is he the same God that raised the dead? Is he the same God that saved us? But all of a sudden, now that we're saved, he's limited? Well, the only <laughs> thing that limits God is our unbelief. We studied mm -hmm. that, I think, over in Psalm 78, where the children of God limited Jehovah God, under Moses' leadership, because of unbelief, they didn't enter into the promised land. So how many believers today are not entering into their promise, their blessing, because of unbelief, choosing not to believe God in the face of all the things that God has done in the past? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Mary said, Behold... Listen to her response. Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Now listen what she says. Be it unto me according to thy word. That is the correct response when we're believing God for the promise. She didn't talk herself out of it. She didn't come with a whole battery of excuses. I'm too young. I don't have a husband. How can I have this? None of that. She believed and she received, and she said out of her mouth, Be it unto me according to thy word, and the angel departed from her. Mm -hmm. In other words, let it happen as you have said it. So be it. it. Amen. Let, that's right. Let it happen. I receive it. Mm -hmm. mm. So the mm. question is, we have to choose whether we're going to believe right or believe wrong. And if we want to live right and, and have the blessings of God on our lives, then we got to mm -hmm. believe right. Mm -hmm. We cannot believe wrong and expect to receive the good things of God. Because anything that is not of faith, God says, is sin. Mm -hmm. Any questions? Yeah. And as we're believing, we ought to also... Um, carried out in our actions, in our, you know, believing. So what, we, so what we believe, Dorothy, what I hear you saying, what we believe, whatever we mm -hmm. believe, we should have corresponding actions that line up with what we believe. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? So... Our time has run out. I've got so much more I'd love to share with you, but Lord willing, 
Next week, same time, same place. Mm -hmm. Amen. So Amen. what are some of the things that we learned from our lesson today uh, that we can, uh, that resonates with us, that we can take uh, and uh, cherish? What are some of the things that we've learned, maybe one or two things that we've learned today from our study that um, we can apply in our lives that's applicable? All righty, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, Ronnie. well. Or, or Ron, either one. All right, then, well. Uh, listen to our words. You know, mm. hear what we're saying, you know, and what we speak and what we say has a lot to do with, you know, um, being true to ourselves. And being true to, to ourselves. Yeah. Right? Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. Yes, that's very good, Ron. So when we pray, our yeah. words should line up with our prayers. Right. So we say, I'm praying for healing, and we thank God for the healing, and then after we pray, we're talking to somebody, and then it comes out of the mouth, well, I'll never get healed. <laughs> oh, I have to live with this for the rest of my life. <laughs> you don't do that. When you I just pray it? to God, who is my healer. All right. Very good, Ron. How about you, Dorothy? So, go ahead, Ron. Um, question. No, I was gonna say so. So those those believers who do pray and go out in the parking lot and talk, and they their unbelief now they don't believe it, and they just spread that that word. Do they need some kind of an awakening? Like, if it <laughs> yeah. does come to fruition, yeah, they definitely need awakening, fruition, bro. <laughs> yeah, they definitely if, need to be awakened. <laughs> so if their prayer does come to fruition, then does that convert them? Does that change? Do, do they now believe? Are they now believers? Or, you, know, I, you know what I'm saying? Well, see, the, see, the problem is this. David said, I would have fainted out of Psalm 21. He said, I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What mm. David is teaching us and what the Bible teaches us is that we have to believe first before mm. we see. Oh, yeah. And see, the problem is we still got doubting Thomases in the church. We have to see it to believe it. Unless I see the scars, unless I put my hand on his wound, I will not believe. No, it's believing first and seeing mm. last. But we yeah. do just the converse of that, the reverse of that. We want to see it first before we yeah, believe, I believe it. it. Yeah. We want to feel it first before we believe it. And we're walking by our five senses instead of walking by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. And um, in the sense of the true belief, true beliefs, when you're praying, keep fear out of it because that's the end of it. Right. And that will cause doubt and um, disbelief. Unbelief and worry right. and fretting. Exactly. And anxiety. So have, mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, you have to start with that clean heart, that, that heart of belief and faith, knowing that whatever you pray for, God, according to God's word, number one, right? According, according to God's to word, word, 
that he does hear you. And according to his will, will, you know, um, bless you and, and do miracles in your life. And it is God's you know? will. It yes. is God's mm -hmm. will. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. For us to be saved, for us to be healthy, for us mm -hmm. to prosper and be in health, even as our souls prosper. It is God's will for us mm -hmm. to have a wonderful life and an enjoyable, right. joyful life. It is God's will and, for and us to be thing, blessed and not cursed. Yeah, and the thing is, we have to know that we know that we know that. Because yeah. you have people walking around here saying, no, it's destiny, you know. Um, it's destiny, you know. Yeah, but... <laughs> They don't get the full understanding to me of of how God works. Amen. You know, yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. That's for another time. <laughs> yes, and that's yeah. a very good point, uh, Dorothy, because the Bible says God pe God's people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And right. we need to know that we know that we know that the word of God is true. Mm -hmm. And that all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen to the glory mm -hmm. of God by us. Amen. Yeah. Well, I have certainly enjoyed our study today. And I just hope and trust that um, we will continue to meditate on these truths and let them see deep down in our hearts so that we will continue to walk by faith and not by sight and receive all the good things that God has in store for us and for our mm -hmm. families. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Until we meet again, mm -hmm. go with God and he will go with you. Right. Now, yeah, so. uh, there is a question that Ron has about um, uh, about the giving uh, part, and I'm going to uh, turn it over to Michael uh, to give some instruction. So, uh, uh, Ron, would you tell uh, my son Michael uh, what you uh, try to do or attempt to do and uh, the status of it and where you are? so he can give you instructions on uh, how to move forward. Yes. So I went to, uh, can you hear me? I guess so. Can you hear him, Michael? Okay, here. I've got this repeated today. No. Yeah. Uh. Let me just ask two machines, all right. Uh, good morning. Uh, uh, good morning, Mike. How you doing? Good, good. Um, yeah, so I went to PayPal. Uh, you have to go to Venmo. Uh, huh? Venmo. Venmo. Venmo is a company of PayPal, but it's a separate platform. So I put Venmo at fieldhouse. Ven. Venmo. How do you go Venmo. there? How do you get there? It's an app. That's the, that's the, that's the site. Yeah. So what is so it? It's, it's no. It's just a field house TV the way you see it there at the bottom of the screen. So what is it? V Venmo. Ven, V E N V as in Victor, E as in Eric, N as in Nancy, M as in Michael, O as in Oliver. Venmo. 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 Yes. So when I go to PayPal, I put in Venmo. No, 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 no. Venmo no. is. Instead of thinking of it as PayPal, think of it as Venmo, uh, its own platform company. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's a subsidiary of uh, PayPal. So I can Google Venmo? Venmo, yes. 
and it'll come up as an app. Do they have the download um, the app? Probably. You may have to. You could. You could probably get the app out of your um, Google Play Store. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll 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 try I'll try that. So okay. that's. And that, is that also the same for the cash, or the cash is a different one? The cash app Ca is, is um, just another another outlet. So you could do the cash app um, with the same handle, or the Venmo, um, same way. I can do I can do the cash app with mm -hmm. Venmo. Just you see it there at the bottom. So at Philhouse TV, you see a cash app. You go to your cash app platform. Yeah, I went there and I and I put in at Philhouse like TV it. and nothing. Okay. It was a cash app. Okay. Um, well, we'll we'll take care of that offline, um, and we'll we'll get to the bottom of that. I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to see if I can find um, an instructional video for you. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, do it, you know, that way. So, like, you know, um, if we don't get a chance to connect, um, you know, you at least have that as a reference. All right. Well, give me one more shot at it, and I'll I'll see what happens this okay. afternoon all Sounds right good. and then okay mike all right you got it have a good one all right okay. yep